I recently got a brand new lease on my vehicle, and I got to say, I love that new car feel, right? It's clean. Everything is working great. It smells wonderful. But as the weeks and months go on, of course, wear and tear happens. It doesn't start to smell so great. That's why I trust MagnaDrive. It's magnadrive.store. It's M-A-G-N-I drive.store. They've got everything that you need to keep your car looking and feeling and smelling great. What do they have? Air fresheners, car electronics, safety equipment, maintenance, comfort, exterior accessories. They even have accessories for your garage. They've got things that you're looking for and things you didn't even know you need. For example, an indestructible magnetic cable. Or how about a humidifier stick? A charging cup. That's right, a cup that you stick your phone in and your AirPods, and it charges right then and there. It's got everything that you could think of, guys. Head to magnadrive.store, M-A-G-N-I drive.store. And the best part about this is that they have fast shipping. How fast? One to three business days. And if you don't get it within that time frame, you can ask for a full refund, which by the way, a full refund can be issued to you within 14 days if you just simply don't like what you purchased. So head to magnadrive.store. That's M-A-G-N-I drive.store and get your car feeling, looking, and smelling great. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast, everybody, for this special edition. It's Friday, September 2nd, 2022, and it's a special edition because we only record on Fridays when there's an event going on, a premium live event, and that is the case on Saturday, this Saturday, tomorrow, September 3rd, Clash at the Castle in Wales, and it's going to be a huge show, huge. I've got some predictions, I'll get to those in a minute, and then in the second half of the show, we'll answer those voicemails that I didn't get to. On the mailbag show, I was on vacation for the last few days, and I'm back. So back where I I, my, I, I normally reside when I record these shows, so I probably sound better. Uh, for those that watch on video at the DuPont Network, I didn't do a great job at recording this week, but it's there, so you'll <laughs> check it out. Okay, they've got a great network of free content at DuPontNow.com. But uh, anyway, so we're going to get to those predictions and we're going to do that in just one second. However, whenever we get a new patron to the show, I like to give a shout out. And we have a new patron, Tony M. Welcome to the club, my friend. Tony M., I hope you enjoyed your experience. And maybe we should also give shout outs for those that leave. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's embarrassing or not. But Tony, welcome to the club. I hope you enjoy everything. And no ads. No more ads for you. So, all right, let's get to it. I'm going to jump right into this. Let's just jump right into the Clash of the Castle event. And, you know, let me just say that I think Triple H is going to make this memorable. I'll leave it at that. I've got evidence of that as we move on. Let's start, though, 
with the Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day tag team match. And this is Edge and Rey Mysterio versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Of course, Rhea Ripley is granted immunity because she's a woman, so she'll probably interfere with no repercussions. However, that's not really the story here. The story here is somebody that's not even in the match, but is ringside, quote-unquote, supporting Edge and Rey. And that is Dominic. That's the story here. Dominic Mysterio is going to be the story coming out of this because, as I have been hoping for from literally oh, a couple of years now, since he showed his face in the WWE's uh, limelight, I think it was during the pandemic era is really when he did a lot of his introductory work with his dad. I've been waiting for him to turn heel, and they've had good opportunity after good opportunity, and they simply haven't taken the bait. However, this seems like a perfect opportunity, not just a opportunity, but the opportunity to quote Charlotte, because you have foundational work in the actually at play here where Edge accidentally speared Dominic. Remember that we had Rhea presumably beat up Dominic and drag him out. We don't know if that actually happened. There's no footage. We have Dominic this past week hesitant to, to strike Rhea Ripley with a kendo stick. And then you also have the decision by Rey Mysterio to choose Edge over his own son to quote-unquote protect him from the Judgment Day this coming Saturday night. tomorrow Or really, tomorrow afternoon, evening, morning. It's in Wales, so it's, the times are screwy for most of us, right? But there's some evidence for you. And it has to lead to somewhere. This whole story with Edge... And the Mysterios and Dom has to lead somewhere. And I think it's going to lead finally with a Dominic Mysterio heel turn. Could it lead to an edge heel turn? I guess. I mean, I, I, I would normally say that's a great option. But in this case, I'd be disappointed only because I think that people have kind of re-embraced edge. It would make no sense to go back to it at this point because they've already kind of shot themselves in the foot with how they dismantled the Judgment Day in the first place. So I think Dominic turning heel is something I think most fans would approve of, and it would make him instantly more exciting, right? Instantly. More. There's something to talk about other than just, oh, yeah, Dom. He's kind of the, the kind of the, I don't want to say he's forgettable. I want to say forgettable, but he's not. He's a one-dimensional character. How about that? That's That's more fair of an assessment because... He's living off of his last name. That's how he got in the business. And, you know, that that's good for him, you know. But he also has shown zero. I'm talking zero personality at all. So it's going to be interesting to see when he does this. How does he cut a promo? Does he know how to cut a promo? We haven't seen it yet. So... And the thing is, Rey Mysterio is not that great at promos either. So it's not as if his dad can give him a step by step instruction manual. Rey Mysterio was never exactly, uh, never exactly reminded or remembered for the great promos he cut. I mean, somebody tell me just one great A plus promo that made you get goosebumps from Rey Mysterio. Some of you may have some. But I bet you the majority of us can't go. Can probably go. Yeah, I don't know of any. 
It, I, I don't know. I mean, you might have some glimpses of things, maybe with Eddie Guerrero or whatever, but most of us don't have that moment with Ray. It's Ray's been living off of being the ultimate underdog. He's actually made a career out of, and his career has been defined by his, obviously his mask and his really short stature that has been a success story in a big man's world. That is how Rey Mysterio got over. And of course, he's excellent in the ring and one of the most famous luchadors of all time. That actually absolutely helps. But the best and most inspiring story about Rey is his size. And he was able to make it to the top of the mountain with his size that it was never previously achieved. So that'll be his legacy. And that's where, you know, he'll be, he's a Hall of Famer, no doubt. But that's where he has made his career is uh, in the ring and his look which is fine. So I don't think he's exactly getting a, again, a instruction manual written by Ray to Dominic on how to cut excellent promos. So I'm looking forward to it. So let's get to the predictions as I, that was a super long, unnecessarily long intro to this match. I think Dominic's going to cost him the match and judgment day wins. Dominic stands there. The, the announcers are befuddled and just completely caught off guard. Oh my God. What is mysterious? Why is Dominic? What is he doing? He just turned on his father, which they have to act stupid. I mean, if you took the announcers at face value as if they weren't acting, you would imagine, you would think that the minimum qualifications to be a, a wrestling announcer are like room temperature IQ. And now I'm not saying that these men and uh, men that actually do commentary are stupid. I'm saying if you took it at face value. And sometimes the ring announcers and the commentators can be more stupid than they need to be, you know, so we'll get the completely shocked and blindsided acting of everyone on the on the team about how despicable of uh, an act that Dominic just committed is. And he, he they can't believe he turned on his father. And look, they have to. It's part of the story. But sometimes fans can see something coming four miles away and the announcers are just going, huh? What? All right even though they know, but they have to act it. So, uh, all right, long story short, the Mysterios, or rather Edge and Ray lose via Dominic, please. Okay, the next match, Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship. I've said this, if you've heard my discussions with uh, various co-hosts over the last couple of weeks, you talk about physicality, headlining a match, this match it makes it, it. I can already feel the welts on my chest from watching this match. I mean, I feel like there should be some kind of disclaimer or warning before this match because it's going to be not bloody. Although, if blood was an option, this may be one to do it. This is going to be physically tough to watch in a good way. Because of their styles, both of them having very similar styles and also the crowd having to cheer for one of the two, you would imagine they're going to choose Sheamus. Now, they don't have to, but they default to. That's their natural reaction when they see a match. They try to find someone or something to cheer for. And given that Sheamus has been there longer than Gunther, the respect factor is there. And that's going to be, I think, what the fans default back on is, well... I don't know who I'm going to cheer for. I guess it's going to be the guy that's been here longer, and I know. 
But I expect a physical match. There will not be any high-flying maneuvers, which is going to be a, a breath of fresh air. It's nice to see wrestling stay on the ground. And this is a ground-and-pound, physical, tons of chops, you know, welts on uh, on chests type of match. And I'm looking forward to it. But by the way, Gunther retains. Fair and square, no cheating. That's what I think. Gunther retains, and he needs to clean here. People aren't in love with Sheamus. They're not going to go up in arms about Gunther going over on another heel or a slightly less hated heel. So there's no not going to be any love lost there. Gunther retains in a brutal, brutal wrestling match. This is going to be like an old school wrestling match. I'm looking forward to this. So Gunther retains. All right, let's get to one more here uh, before we take a break. And Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka take on Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. I think that this one is fairly straightforward. And that is that we're going to have Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky win. They kind of need to win right now. Why? Bailey just reformed or did form a group, didn't reform, but started this group. We also had Io Sky, Dakota Kai lose in the finals of the tag team tournament for the women's championship, the women's tag team championship tournament. So they need to get back on track and they're more of a team than Bel Air bliss and Oscar who are just kind of thrown together as fighting a common enemy. So I think that that's, what's going to happen here is that Dakota Kai Oscar and Eos Kai win. Um, or I'm sorry, Bailey, Dakota Kai, Neo Sky win. I think that's what's going to happen. They need to. And then I think that Belair gets beaten down by Bailey. Maybe. There's going to be something that starts there because that's the core story here is Bianca versus Bailey. They just have their tag team partners with them right now. But we're going to get to Belair versus Bailey for the Raw Women's Championship. It's just a matter of when does it happen at the next event? This is a hold me over. They're playing the long game, and I like it. But I, I expect a very good match. All right, let's uh, let's do one more, then we'll take a break. Let's get to Seth Rollins and Riddle. They've done a nice job building this match. A, a, you know, just going from basically not caring too much about it to really having an investment in this because R- Riddle has has really shown depth of his character and it's not just this pothead who is always joking all the time and trying to make us laugh he has a real serious side and I love it and he's also keeping Randy in the forefront of our minds by always talking about him almost every time that he's on camera how he you know he's going to do this for Randy or he was just off he got off the phone with Randy and so I think you could see a riddle victory here but ultimately i think it's going to be seth rollins who picks it up i think seth rollins wins why because god knows riddle or rather rollins needs a high profile victory on a on a pay-per-view not that he's facing the best that wwe's got to offer in terms of star power but in terms of platform seth rollins needs a pay-per-view victory and by the way, I know I'm saying pay-per-view instead of premium live event. I think pay-per-view is still an accurate term because you still have to pay to view it, right? It's just being rebranded as a premium live event. So anyway, 
I, I would still stick with pay-per-view, but I'm not in charge of that. So I think this match is going to be bust ass. It's going to be fun. There's going to be kickouts of finishes, crazy uh, maneuvers. I don't think this is an ODQ match. I believe it's a straight up wrestling match. So weapons won't be able to be utilized. It's mono e mono. Who's the better wrestler? And this could, without a doubt, be match of the night. I think that this could be match of the night. Now, how does Seth Rollins win? Not clean. So while he will, I think, get a, a pretty big victory at a big stage in front of 70,000 people, my guess is that Rollins wins in pulling of the tights or doing something behind the referee's back, using a foreign object behind the referee's back, something along those lines is probably how Seth wins this. And that will make Riddle even more angry and likely get his revenge at Extreme Rules, where they'll have their blow-off before we go to Survivor Series that always is just a big exhibition. Survivor Series is... It's just the big exhibition event that has no consequence whatsoever. It is just an event to, or rather a marketing scheme to get people to tune in because it's all about Raw versus SmackDown when in reality there is no Raw or SmackDown roster. It's just one big mush, like one big pile of mud. We're all stepping in it. Nobody's, nobody is sectioned off into their own areas anymore, so... I think this will probably be the last event before the draft. I'd, I'd, you're interested to see how it happens, or they could have the draft and then do the event. I just haven't heard anything about the draft. So I would think that that's being formulated now because it is the start of a lot of... It's the, it's the new season for a lot of TV shows, and they like to always say it's the season premiere, you know, for WWE, they like to follow suit with all the other shows that are coming back on. So it could be that they have the draft beforehand and then do the uh, pay-per-view event later on. All right, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll finish up Clash of the Castle preview predictions, go through some voicemails, and then wrap the show up. So don't miss it. Stay right here. I recently got a brand new lease on my vehicle, and I got to say, I love that new car feel, right? It's clean. Everything is working great. It smells wonderful. But as the weeks and months go on, of course, wear and tear happens. It doesn't start to smell so great. That's why I trust MagnaDrive. It's magnadrive.store. It's M-A-G-N-I drive.store. They've got everything that you need to keep your car looking and feeling and smelling great. What do they have? Air fresheners, car electronics, safety equipment, maintenance, comfort, exterior accessories. They even have accessories for your garage. They've got things that you're looking for and things you didn't even know you need. For example, an indestructible magnetic cable. Or how about a humidifier stick? A charging cup. That's right, a cup that you stick your phone in and your AirPods and it charges right then and there. It's got everything that you could think of, guys. Head to magnadrive.store, M-A-G-N-I drive.store. And the best part about this is that they have fast shipping. How fast? One to three business days. And if you don't get it within that time frame, you can ask for a full refund, which, by the way, 
a full refund can be issued to you within 14 days if you just simply don't like what you purchased. So head to magnadrive.store, that's M-A-G-N-I, drive.store, and get your car feeling, looking, and smelling great. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. All right, let's continue on. Let's get to the next match here. Not a whole lot of, in terms of match numbers, the number of matches on the card is pretty low, and I like that. Gives time to the matches, proper time, time to tell a story. You don't have to rush, at least on paper. So I went through Seth and Riddle. Let's get to the uh, women's championship match. Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. Hmm. I think this is a Liv Morgan retention. Liv Morgan retains in a match that I think is going to be okay. I don't think it's going to have any five-star ratings on it. But the story is not about that. The story, I think, is going to be Ronda Rousey. Where is she? Does she show up? I'd imagine she does. Does she accidentally interfere and cost Shane of the match with Liv retaining the championship? That's how I'd book this. Clearly, for whatever reason, the fans don't want to turn on Ronda. I, I mean, I, I I know why they aren't, because WWE went back to the roots of Ronda, what made people like her in the first place. And coming off the quote-unquote heel turn on Liv at SummerSlam, the fans started to cheer for her again because she went back to, ironically, her roots as being kind of a heelish but badass babyface. And so fans started to cheer her again. My, my point about all this is, I think I'd position it, and I think WWE will too, Triple H, position this as Ronda interfering, trying to screw Liv, but really, and, and trying to help her friend Shayna, but in the process, accidentally doing something to cost Shayna the matchup, thereby uh, keeping Ronda Rousey a babyface, because the fans want her that way, and... You have Liv once again retaining in a some kind some kind of lady luck, really not credible way, continuing that streak and anger with fans. And you also start a potential Shayna Ronda Rousey matchup. So it's a win 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 there. I think that's how they do it. And I, I just don't see another way. I don't see Shayna Baszler winning this. There's just no way. It's a Ronda Rousey interference with Liv Morgan retaining, but not intentionally. It's a Ronda Rousey screw-up. So, that's what I believe. But Shayna Baszler, for her, this is the biggest matchup Shayna Baszler's had in how many years? Like, three years? So, all right. Now we're getting to the, the big dog here, no pun intended. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Undisputed European 24-7 Intercontinental Championship. I know there's only four words to this belt, but it feels like there's too many. So this match, quality-wise, let's talk about the quality. I think it's going to be just so good. These guys are going to have the crowd in the palm of their hand. I am interested to hear the crowd reaction, though, because while they have been tried to make Drew the hometown hero, the hometown boy. It's, first of all, not in Scotland. But it also is going to be interesting because Roman Reigns, when a crowd hasn't seen him before, 
tends to cheer him because they realize how big of a star he is and they're excited that he's even there. So given that, I have my doubts that it's... At first, I thought there was going to be 100% or 99% and 1% in favor of Drew. I'd say it's going to be like 60-40 at best that Drew gets a uh, supportive crowd because I think the fans are going to be super excited to see Roman, at least during his entrance. I think as the match goes on, people are going to realize, hey, this is a match we've wanted because this is a match that actually could result in an outcome that hasn't happened in two years where Roman Reigns loses. It's been two years. So I also believe that Triple H is going to send a huge message to fans and this is the best way he can do it that I hear you. It's time for Roma to drop these belts, you know, and do I still think they're going to do a split belt scenario? Perhaps, but they'll may, they may wait for that for the draft where Adam Cole or Adam Cole, geez, um, Adam Pierce or even triple H himself before the draft or you know, in creative of developing the draft says that the current champion has to drop one of the championship belts to the other brand that they're not on in in the interest of, you know, just in the interest of balance. That's all. That's all we've ever asked for. So could they still do some hokey pokey crap with Paul Heyman and the contract and, you know, drew only one, one and Roma still is continuing his streak. Yeah, they could. I'd say that's option two. I think the most likely option though is, Drew wins. The crowd goes crazy. The internet finally says Alleluia. Right? Like hashtag Alleluia will probably be trending. Uh, you know, people are going to be happy, and it's also going to be a message from Triple H to the fans that there's a new sheriff in town. I hear you. Let's move on from Roman. I think that's the biggest thing. If Vince McMahon was still in charge, this wouldn't even be, unfortunately, a discussion we'd have to make other than how good is the match going to be, which is the, the the discussion we've had for every Roman Reigns match since August of 2020. Is, yeah, we know the outcome, but how good is the match going to be? How close can they get to making us believe that he could actually drop the belt without actually doing it? Those have unfortunately been the same conversations we've had for 730 days. Now we actually get to a point where Drew is the favorite. For the first time in two years, we have a favorite to beat Roman Reigns. So... I'm looking forward to it from a match quality perspective. Both men never, they they never put on bad matches. They've got really good chemistry together. Veterans, they are there to play the game and and win. And in terms of performing at a high, high level, I think it's going to just, I think it's going to be amazing. I'm really, I really think it could be even better than Seth and Riddle from a wrestling perspective. But I guess it's all depending on your flavor of wrestling. Do you like the high flying? Do you like the slow methodical? Like, what is your flavor is really, I think, what you're going to look at when you come out of this event, when you're thinking about what was the match of the night, if such things matter to you. But Roman finally drops the belts. And really, from a personal perspective, as a human being, I'm sure Drew McIntyre. No, I know. I'm not sure. I know he deserves this moment that was stolen from him. COVID stole a lot of stuff from a lot of our lives. Weddings, uh, not being able to be there in hospitals when your loved ones or family or you know uh, your, your friends are in a hospital. Maybe they passed away and you couldn't be in there because of COVID rules, right? Birthdays, graduations, just so much. We, we've all, we all have something that COVID took for, uh, from us <laughs> for that one to two year uh, period of time. And for Drew McIntyre on an actual reality personal level was 
robbed of that moment where fans were so behind him, kicking Brock out of the Rumble, that pop he got for it, going to the WrestleMania. The WrestleMania will never forget because it was the quietest WrestleMania of all time that we hopefully never have to hear again. It was almost a WrestleMania nightmare. Like it's a, it's a nightmare that you have when you're you know, as a wrestler. I'm sure where you're performing and no one's there, and it's WrestleMania and no one's there, and you're like, what's happening? Right. So they lived their nightmare, and Roman Reigns or rather Drew, is going to get redeemed for that moment in front of his as close to a hometown as he can have. 70,000 people uh, elated that Roman's no longer a champion. It makes headlines. It's going to be the closing match. It's going to give things for people to talk about, all that. Now, could you have Karrion Cross interfere? Sure. Could Theory interfere? Sure. Is The Rock going to come out? Unlikely. You know, If The Rock ain't going to come out, you know, when they're close to his hometown, he's not going to travel all the way to Wales just to make a quick appearance, right? So very unlikely The Rock appears there. But I think Roman finally drops the belts. And we all can say, a, you know, breathe a big sigh of relief. And then, you know, we, we, we all can celebrate on Twitter together. Or in the Discord chat, if you haven't joined patreon.com slash WWE podcast yet, that's one of the benefits of going ad-free. You get the access to that 24-7 Discord server where you can talk about wrestling anytime that you wish. So, all right. Well, I think that does it for the preview and predictions of Clash at the Castle. But I promised you the voicemails, so let's get to them, the, the voicemails I didn't get to the other night. So uh, I only got a few of them here. So uh, let's start with that very first one. Hey, man, my name is Michael Brooks. I've been listening to your show here for the last month or two. I'm a I'm kind of a big fan now that I've heard what you've done. I didn't know there was anything like this. I have been watching WWE for about 20 years, and uh, I feel like I definitely have a un- unique perspective on not just the plots, but uh, the characters, character development, uh, how long they've been, you know, developing these characters and things like that. Uh, I'd definitely like to uh, shoot the bull with you sometime and see what's going on. I'm from uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, so I know it's a little bit of a different region even from where you have other people. So if you did have any vacancies or ever, I I definitely will start leaving more voicemails about my thoughts and stuff like that. This was just my immediate uh, immediate reaction was, was to call and just leave a voicemail, but my number is uh, reach out to me if you want to. If not, I'll probably just call and leave you some notes that I take on the next couple shows. And uh, yeah, man, it was a really good listening to your show and uh, I will see you soon. Thank you. Hey, Michael, good to hear from you. Always good to hear a new voice all the way from Chattanooga, Tennessee. So yeah, I mean, we've got listeners, not that we're the largest podcast, but in terms of uh, just, geographic coverage listener i got listeners from the philippines from africa from canada uh, a lot of uk obviously us is the predominant download uh, demographics or geographic uh, data that we have is uh that's about that i can see anyway is that it's primarily from the united states but i don't i don't know specifically tennessee i i don't know that level of detail but i will say that yeah, I mean, if you want to come on and uh, talk about wrestling, I'll let you know. I mean, uh, what I can do is, uh, well, actually, why don't you do this? Instead of instead of email or uh, voicemail, 
why don't you shoot me an email? Email is actually sometimes better. <laughs> I'm terrible at returning calls. I'm terrible at texting. Ask anybody. Uh, well, you don't know anybody that knows me, but if you did, they would confirm your suspicions of how terrible I am. So if you want to <laughs> email me and just say, hey, uh, reaching out and uh, that way I'll know what uh, what time we have available moving forward. It is a little bit booked up for just the next week or two, only because of Clash of the Castle and other co-hosts I've got coming on. But definitely let uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. Email me, and we'll set up some time. And uh, very good. All right, let's get on to the next voicemail. Hey, what's going on, Matt? WWE Podcast. It's the Silver Fox touching down from Houston, Texas. I already sent him my email, but I did that before Raw last night, so I had a quick observation, and I'm wondering if anybody else or you yourself, Matt, noticed. Is it just me, or was the blue strap of the tag team title a darker blue this week? Or maybe it was already darker blue and I hadn't noticed, but I noticed last night they looked darker to me. And maybe even the red strap. So I'm thinking both titles, the color is a little bit darker than for. Maybe you noticed it. If you did, just let me know. That's all. Like I said, I sent in the email, so can't wait to hear back from y'all. All right, bye. Rocky T. Well, first, no. <laughs> I didn't notice, but maybe subconsciously I did. If I go back and look, I'm sure I'd, my my subconscious brain, if it still exists, would uh, be like, oh, yeah, right? Like it, it might be confirmation bias where if I look for it and then I see it, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, of course I did. I, I, right off the bat, I'll tell you, I didn't notice. But, uh, you know, you, you seem to be more observant than I and maybe our other listeners are as well. But if, if that's true, let's pretend that that's true uh, and take you at face value here. If they're darker blue, what does that mean? I I don't know. It might just mean that they, they got a quick refresh to a darker shade of blue to make sure that it's like for sure SmackDown, right? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but if it's a darker blue, I mean, here's what I'd like them to do. If it's a unified championship, stop carrying two belts. If it's if it's one championship, shouldn't it be one belt? That's why it makes me hesitant to believe that this unified championship uh, format that they've gone with for the Universal and WWE and then the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles that were unified, that they're going to keep it that way because we got a draft coming up. And if they got a draft coming up, wouldn't you want championships on both brands? And kind of hit reset. I would argue that for the the top belt, but I've said this before: the the tag team titles being unified was one of the best decisions they ever made, and I wouldn't touch that moving forward. I would actually leave that as is, you know, just because I think it was a really good good thing for the tag team division that was already paper thin as it was. So, Rocky T, thank you for the always observant, uh, just things that I feel like I should notice, and you you pick up the slack for me. I got to say. All right. Well, I actually think that does it. I don't think I had that many other, that many voicemails this week. You guys have been taking it easy, making it too easy for me. Not asking you to send me a tidal wave of stuff, but I would imagine that after Clash at the Castle, we will probably have more opinions than normal, and I'm looking forward to it. So if you have opinions or, or just comments or rants, that information is in any mailbag description episode. Just look at the show notes, and you'll see the email and the, and the phone number that you can call or email and write into. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you for kind of a mailbag, bit of a quasi mailbag, but mostly prediction and preview show for Clash at the Castle. 
I hope you enjoyed the Discord server. It's a great time to join us and go ad free because at any level at patreon.com slash WWE podcast, you get access to that Discord server that you can chat with others live during shows. It's a lot of fun. Keep it professional if you can. And uh, also we have an ad free button on Apple podcasts. If you want to go ad free for 99 cents a month, 10 bucks a year, it is there for you if you're interested. Also, WWPodcast.com. There's a ad-free, rather a VIP section there. So, everyone, thank you so much. And I will see you on the other side of Clash at the Castle. Take care. And I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to WWEPodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.